Hello there, our lovely listeners. Welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of The Partial Historians. <laughs> I'm Dr. Radford, otherwise known as Radness. <laughs> oh God, I didn't even know how I can follow that. And I'm Dr. Greenfield. Yay! <laughs> Dr. Greenfieldness? No, no. Greeny? Greeny thumb? I don't know. No. I kill plants. <laughs> Fun tip. <laughs> I have a black thumb. I don't, don't know quite how I do it. So what are we talking about today, Dr. G? Not gardening, unfortunately. Oh, dear. Mm. Something far more imperial, I dare say. Ah, yes. Well, <laughs> yes, yes. Titus, I believe. Ah, and what a strong name. <laughs> Imperator Titus. In fact, I think there's a good quote which I could uh, start off with here, if you don't mind, from uh, our old friend Suetonius. Mm. I believe he said once upon a time you believe oh god (laughs) that titus was the delight and darling of the human race such ability had he by nature art (laughs) or good fortune to win the affections of all men and that too which is no easy task while he was emperor for as a private citizen and even during his father's rule he did not escape hatred much less public criticism way to sound like a fanboy <laughs> yeah. oh my god that's very gushing isn't it and you think to yourself with that level of praise he must have been doing something right i know and it's kind of interesting because we're really looking at um for this episode and the next episode we're looking at you know two brothers obviously titus and domitian yeah and you have to think sometimes that titus's reputation is somewhat improved by what came <laughs> after <laughs> yeah these two are like one is a, a distorted mirror reflection of the other. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> one has all the goodness and one has all of the negativity. Uh, kind of like that, uh, that it's movie very Twins, Anna yeah. Schwarzenegger oh, and Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's fairy tale stuff, guys. Yeah. Um, there is a literary binary in mm. operation here, which seems to... Uh, Benefit Titus, I would say. I, well, Titus definitely is. Yeah. The shining light, <laughs> yeah. um, as opposed to the cesspit of horror (laughs) according to our literary sources yeah but dear listeners Mm. we'll provide you with some evidence and we'll let you decide indeed well because the thing about titus is that although yes yes he's around for a while during vespasian's rule being the eldest son and therefore natural (laughs) just hanging around (laughs) yeah i mean he's it's 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 natural i suppose that if vespasian's looking at setting up a dynasty that he'd be focusing quite a bit of his attention on his eldest son who's the most likely to succeed it makes logical sense yeah. and titus has far more experience in the field mm. he's been traveling around with vespasian for years he's the wanderer oh yes he's the wanderer <laughs> he goes around around and around and around please stop. Yes. <laughs> I, I hate that song <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> to continue <laughs> um you know uh, titus has his own independent military reputation yes and he's conquered a number of cities in Judea mm. um, with some, some really, aid from that's Vespasian. That's really where he makes his first big splash, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Hello, Jerusalem. <laughs> and we shall see Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll burn down the <laughs> yeah. temple and take all of the cash. Thank you very much. Well, because I was reading, actually, um, I, I believe it was someone's opinion. The name escapes <clears> me. <throat> but um, that it was actually a little bit risque for Vespasian to entrust um, matters in uh, Judea to Titus because although he did have military experience, he wasn't like the most experienced kid on the block. Also, he was in love with Berenice, who mm. 
uh, is li- in line for the throne of Judea. Mm. Um, compromised much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we'll come back it. to her I love it I love Star-crossed her. She, lovers she's a very interesting character I have more to say on that topic oh me too um, but going back in time to Titus's uh, early youth mm. um, the first stories that we get from Suetonius mm. is that Titus is part of the group of children raised with Britannicus I know which is going so far back it's going hard to so believe. far back yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and even to the point that he and Britannicus are such great friends yeah. that we get to have a fantastic omen where somebody's like you're Britannicus That's right. destined to be emperor <laughs> and Britannicus is like pretty sure you're talking to this dude over here <laughs> Titus Titus take everyone's note, like, everyone everyone's like don't think so uh, <laughs> seems unlikely even if you're from this obscure yeah. family and the, but whatever <laughs> and the moment where Britannicus dies drinking the poison mm. that has been offered to him mm. apparently Titus is there at the at that event and has drunk from the same cup although mm. not as extensively yeah. and becomes quite Lucky. ill <laughs> as a consequence so it's almost like Titus is kind of in a in a literary and quasi omen roman thinking sense is sort of like the embodiment of all of Britannicus's lost potential oh dear do you think that this is somewhat of a literary device because I think so. because there's I hope so yeah oh, i mean oh, I mean <laughs> sorry. apart from the obvious you know not the omen stuff he is romans believe no no the romans the romans seriously believe in omens yeah. like yeah. that's pretty important yeah. um is it being used as a literary trope Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but also the fact that um, to strongly associate... I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but to strongly associate Titus with Britannicus, is that just somewhat distract, do you think, from his somewhat Nero-like quality as a youth? <laughs> well, I think this is interesting because this yeah. is the other thing that ends up happening to right. Titus is that he grows up into somewhat of a sullen adolescent, it seems. Um, with all seems of... It reminds me a bit of Vespasian. <laughs> <laughs> with all of the... With all of the uh, uh, tawdry vices of of that age group. Nice, uh, nice, <laughs> nice. I like women's, um, <laughs> amongst other things. Um, and he goes through this phase where everyone's like, oh, he's a degenerate. He's never going to amount to anything. Yeah. He has very lax moral conduct. Yeah. And it turns out that when push comes to shove and he's in a role of responsibility he steps up to the plate player pulls up his Roman socks (laughs) uh, (laughs) and his Roman sandals and away he goes (laughs) the very model citizen well that's it you have Suetonius almost saying that yeah there was a bit of bad behaviour but it kind of seems like this is well outweighed by his fanboy yeah and it seems like it was more more to do with like (coughs) rumour and people misunderstanding him than actually anything (laughs) really bad that he did people Hmm. you know excuse excuse but it's also, I mean, you have to wonder whether, I mean, it is a, Titus's life, as we have, I think we've mentioned before, like Vespasian, like Domitian, is quite short when we compare it to the yeah. other lives that Suetonius wrote. Yeah. But it almost seems like Suetonius might be trying to set up Titus's life to be a little bit, well, kind of resembling Augustus's in a way. Mm. That he's this, like, ruthless bad boy character <laughs> who becomes a shining <laughs> example of what all should be when they rule. <laughs> Well, yeah, and because he's got that that slight um, sort of counterbalance of the degeneracy and the possibility for naughtiness. Yes, uh, he's allowed the he's allowed to be forgiven for his ruthless acts of yes. maintaining power. Yeah. Um. So he gets accused early on, and this is in Suetonius six yep. in the life of the deified Titus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> talking about whenever he's suspicious of someone, his mm. first plan of attack is to invite them to dinner. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's coming to dinner. Sorry. I have to say yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> so uh, immediately, once this pattern is set in place, obviously there's a sense of suspicion over. I've just gotten invited to dinner with Titus. Um, <laughs> dear wife, what should I do? <laughs> Go and behave yourself and don't reveal anything about our plans. Um, 
And one of these characters early on, this Orlius Casina, mm, uh, a man yes. of consular rank, no less, invited to dinner with Titus. Of course, he can't say no. Uh, rocks up, and obviously the dinner is Titus's scouting moment. Um, however he conducts the conversation over that dinner who knows <laughs> um, but in any case uh, it seems that the aim is to have the guest leave without suspicion of what conclusion Titus has come to mm, so then never, he can so, so he can then send some troops to go and kill the guy on the way home uh, as <laughs> well needed. Roman streets can be dangerous at night they can they can I don't know. I don't know how he ended up there. Um, well, I invited him to dinner. I mean, I'm I clearly shocked. I just had him here for dinner. I know. I, I saw him minutes ago. I, I like the man. Um, this is devastating. News. Yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently, like, but everybody cottons on, and and this is the sort of thing that that makes people feel a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, well, I, I can understand that. <laughs> yes, yes. But this seems to be largely counterbalanced by the fact that everybody sort of uh, gets into his presence and feels very strongly that he's the right man for the job. Well, so yeah. I think I think we have to um, at least acknowledge that Titus has charisma. Yeah, and that's. That, and he knows how to work a room. Yeah, and that's what Suetonius is kind of saying about um, his youth, you know, like mm. this whole idea of the prophecy. You know, why would they think Titus stands out? Well, it seems that it seems like he was relatively good looking and quite, yeah, <laughs> yeah, said, by Roman standards. Yeah, yeah, that's certain... but like, don't tease yourselves by looking him up on the internet, no, my no, friends. No, no, no. Don't like, bother. Yeah, he, you know, he doesn't like you know hideous, I suppose, and compared to Vespasian. More yeah. attractive yeah. than Vespasian. <laughs> but frankly, that would not be too challenging. Yeah, so, you know, you had that certain je ne sais quoi, you know, in his whole ooh, bearing. Oh, yeah. he's not totes ugly. I think the yeah. charisma, and yeah, and on the balance, the charisma will push him over the line. Certainly that's what worked for Berenice. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> um, and yeah, and he basically, you know, he had good memory, apparently. <laughs> he, he was, I know, yeah. That's <laughs> not a compliment. <laughs> memory is something you're supposed to have. <laughs> he was, uh, he had had apparently an aptitude for almost all the arts. I wonder which ones oh. he missed out on. Oh. Um, he made speeches in both Latin and Greek. Well, I envy him And there. he could do it without preparation. I know. Oh, I like God. this. I like the way this is uh, like this is put. He was not unacquainted with music. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing that's the lesser of the talents. Yeah, then. exactly. Uh, it makes it sound like a compliment. <laughs> yeah, so he did have a certain thing going on yeah, from yeah. a young age that made him... And so he has this sort of... Uh, he has this ongoing relationship with Berenice that, that I will talk about now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. please do. Well, please. Unburden yourself, it's Dr. Time. <laughs> I don't think I can hold it in any longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Unleash it on me. Well... <laughs> <laughs> so glad you asked. Um, so Berenice, she is the eldest daughter of Heroides, Julius Agrippa I. And in layman's terms, he would be. Um, Royalty. Um, yes. Mm. Yes. The exiled king of Judea. Nice. Um, she's born in Rome. Right. Um, so for all intents and purposes, she's culturally very Roman. Yeah. 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 Um, and so and that makes it all the more acceptable. Yeah. And there's this whole policy at this stage. Um, and she's born so in Rome and this period in Roman history where they take kings out of areas and bring them to Rome and just yeah. kind of hold them there uh, <laughs> while they start to Behave. reorganize and manage uh, the lands uh, on their own terms. And come for a visit. No, stay a while. I really yeah, love yeah. And <laughs> um, there is some suggestion in our sources that Berenice actually plays a part in the Judea campaign. 
um, mm. providing intel. Using an inside source. Yeah, mm. yeah. So she's clearly, I mean, she's obviously in contact um, yes. with Judaism, at which point being a potential queen of the area. It, yeah, otherwise. yeah. She is expected of being essentially his lover. Well, and yes. maybe someone who he's even intending to marry at some point. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well, I mean, she. This she's... is the rumor. This is the rumor. <laughs> Ooh, the rumor. <laughs> yeah. So we've got a, an excerpt from Dio, yeah. um, book sixty-six, where mm. she, where it says she expected to marry him and was already behaving in every respect as if she were his wife. Mm. But when he perceived that the Romans were displeased with the situation, he sent her away. Yeah, because we also get that um, indication from um, I think it's in Quintilian, isn't it? Um, which is obviously not, you know, not a history or anything. But um, when he's talking about um, a particular case that Ber- Berenice was sitting beside the judge, mm. and that judge is presumed to be Titus, yeah, which seems to indicate that there was this sort of fear that she was going to exercise undue influence. Yeah, yeah. It's very Cleopatra. Yeah, it's gonna, yes, <laughs> very Cleopatra. And and so there are some suggestions, mostly from people like Tacitus. Yeah. Um that it was mostly a political alignment. Yes. Like alliance between the two rather yeah. than a sexual thing. Right. Um but Yeah but come on. But he's a man, she's a woman. <laughs> That's right. And by all reports she was very attractive. Mm. Um but it seems at the very least that the relationship must have predated seventy five. Yeah. Definitely. Um A D. And maybe even as early as sixty nine. Mm. So what an apt number. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day. Yeah. Well before the Judean push, yeah, I might yeah. add. And so there's this idea that like they've got a connection. They're at least, at the very least, friends in the beginning. Yeah, political allies and possibly more, more. Mm. Yeah, and and so he does have to end up sending her away because of the rumors that surround yes. the nature of his relationship with her. Which, even if they were only friends, it'd still be a bit of a wrench, you know. Yeah, because he's obviously got yeah, something yeah. going on with her. Whether it's as far as yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like to think that when we get to the end. Of the life of Titus. Oh, are you going to go to the death scene, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says that um, there is only one deed that he ever regrets in his life, but he Ooh. won't tell anybody what it is. Mm. And I wonder if it's sending away Berenice. Oh, that's so sad. Oh. Like Napoleon. I'm just, I'm Jessica. just a romantic at heart. <laughs> yeah, after all of those years, it's still. It's still you. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose it wasn't all, all really all those years because that's the thing about Titus. He has quite a short reign. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, yeah. About that. <laughs> Whoopsies. Maybe he was still in the throes of unrequited exactly. passion. Exactly. Yeah, he could still be grieving. <laughs> you know, I mean, things didn't go too badly for him on the lady front. I mean, he got married. Yeah. He did. So he, the reason why he can't marry Berenice, the reason why this is a problem, although it would look like a great alliance for Rome to do you so. Would think, you yeah. would think. Yeah. You would think. You would think. It's the old criticism. She's a foreigner. Oh yeah, gotta have a Roman. That's lady. why we. That's why we talk about Cleopatra. It's that whole idea mm. of you know foreign queen. <coughs> don't think so. I don't think so. Like Queen Elizabeth, even you know, can I marry <laughs> Spain? Don't think so. Can I marry France? Oh no, <laughs> ah, I can't marry an Englishman. Don't time. marry yeah. anybody. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. safest course of action is just not marry anybody. Exactly. Um, and so he, his first wife, uh, Aracena Tertulla, mm. um, uh, 
<laughs> she doesn't get much action really. Um, <laughs> she's well, so busy. <laughs> yeah, well, she's actually she dies before sixty five mm. AD, so even before it appears that Berenice might be even on the scene. Yeah, um, and so back before Titus himself was really was really anything to write yeah, home about. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the family's not in any position of power whatsoever in sixty five. Exactly. Um, the How quickly wife, things change. <laughs> oh, the second wife. Yes, uh, Marsha Funila. Mm. Um, also, not particularly exciting, I don't suppose. Um, he sort of <laughs> ships her away off in the end. Mm. Uh, but there is a daughter, which he does acknowledge from that relationship. Awesome. Julia. <laughs> High five. Ah, ladies. <laughs> Reproduction. Um, she becomes known as Julia Tighty, and she's going to become increasingly important mm. um, as we move forward. Indeed, so yes. if, if Titus leaves us nothing but his that. legacy oh, of... Oh, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if she leaves us nothing, uh, if Titus leaves behind no legacy whatsoever, at least uh, Julia Tidy exists. Mm. This is going to become very important. She's a woman close to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> exciting. exciting. Mm. <laughs> okay, I'm moving away from relationships now. The floor okay. is yours, Ooh, Dr. Okay. Radness. Well, I suppose that leaves me with uh, the boring politics <laughs> of it all. But um, I, once once this family rises to prominence, seizes mm. power, mm. Um, Titus is really by Vespasian's side uh, in the sense that he holds quite a few little consulships, doesn't oh, he? they are buddy buddies. Yeah, yeah, throughout the 70s. And I think this is why Titus ends up being a good ruler. It's because Vespasian is like a reasonable, decent, solid, moral man. Yep. And he teaches him how to do it properly. Yeah, exactly. And this is why Domitian is such... I, I don't want to say. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. Oh. I was intrigued oh. for a second there. Oh. I'm refraining from swearing. Oh, yeah, it's that idea of modeling. As teachers, we know that it's yeah, very yeah. important to model the behavior that think, you wish your students to yeah. emulate. Titus got a lot of modeling on yes. how to be a good leader. Absolutely. Demission did not. No, so he's um he's basically holding consulships in 70, 72, 74, 75, 76, 77, and 79. Mm. Yeah, very so important. Quite, quite prominent. And he seems to really be his father's right-hand man. Yeah, they hold the censorship together. Yep. They hold uh, tribunition potestas together. Very important. Mm. Um, and Titus, I believe, is also put in charge of the Praetorian Guard. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Now, this is an interesting change. This is a shift now of uh, having recognised that the Praetorian Guard actually has some power and starts... Yes starts to make emperors. It's another thing you have to keep in the family now. <laughs> yeah, the Flavians have decided very much that it's time to keep that in the family. I think that's a wise move. Particularly mm. yeah, when you're trying Smart. to make everything, you know, nice and peaceful for <laughs> I just want nobody else to die. Exactly. Peace <laughs> <Yes>, at last. <laughs> yeah, so um, he, seems to, he seems to be very much part of this time where things are becoming a little bit more relaxed yeah, and, on the old frontier. And this, is, and this is something that serves Titus well, because mm. once he moves moves into being uh, the emperor in his own right. Yeah. He's already got the Praetorian Guard in his pocket Absolutely. because he's been in charge of them for years. Yeah. And he seems to have quite a gift, I would say, with uh, winning over other mm. areas of the populace as well. Mm. Like He seems to be reasonably popular with um, the common, I think, the commoners, you know. <laughs> the plebs, the plebs, please. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, it's okay. They have a name. <laughs> it comes from the Latin. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> Would you like some water? No, no, I'm all good. Um, but yeah, so he puts on shows, you know, we like this. Yeah, like and you know, he much. does all of that great PR stuff like 
bringing out the informers and humiliating them in front of everybody. Oh, no one likes an informer. <laughs> no, not in the beginning. Apart from a bad emperor, of course. <laughs> oh, Ben. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> it hurts, it hurts. Yeah, and he also um, he, uh, has you know, the building programs, which we sort of alluded hmm. to a bit with Vespasian. Um, he even Can occasionally he... attends the balls that he builds. What? I know. Mingling with the plebs, as we say. I mean, shocking, <laughs> shocking. I'm taking a bath in <laughs> Titus's sweat. <laughs> now, unfortunately for Titus, I suppose, his brief reign, and he only rules by himself for a couple of years. You know, we're talking like basically seven Yeah, hours. but they're action-packed years. Come they on. They are, they are. Because this is why we, we covered uh, the eruption of Vesuvius last time, as you may that remember. That happens in his reign. Yeah, exactly. But also, <laughs> also other things such as <laughs> plague. Yeah, everyone likes a good plague. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Of unprecedented severity, according to Suetonius. Exactly. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, so, I mean, he also has to deal with this sort of stuff. This is something that happens um, periodically in Rome. It's in a swampy area. Yeah. Um, It's prone to malaria outbreaks, amongst other things. Mm, Um, The drainage uh, isn't necessarily good for sewage. I mean, they've got a sewage system, but... Yeah, sometimes it's not as effective as it could be. Sure. Um, there's lots of open Can't trenches. Can't blame them for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they're doing their best with yeah. what they've got. And particularly in, like, you know, in those poor areas, people are really packed in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, as you would so, expect, in most poor areas they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I like it. I mean, Suetonius, obviously, still in fanboy mode. In the face of calamities of such magnitude, mm. Titus offered not just the concern of an emperor, but the love which only a parent can provide. <laughs> I, I do. I would love to know where he's going with that. He appointed officials to take charge of the restoration of Campania, mm. chosen by lot. The property of those who had been killed in the eruption and had no surviving heirs, he set aside for the reconstruction of the towns which had been damaged. Aww. So reappropriating what's yeah, left yeah. behind. That's good. Not just pocketing it. Pocketing yeah. It and even better, during the fire at Rome, that's the other disaster oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that other one. It <laughs> lasts for three days and three nights. Ooh, that's pretty bad. Yes. Yeah. Only just shy of Nero's record. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> His only public pronouncement was to declare that he was ruined. He set aside all the ornaments from his country estates to be used for the reconstruction of public buildings and temples and put a number of men of equestrian order in charge of the work to ensure a more rapid completion. Oh, what a great guy. So he's like being personally generous. Yeah, because this is the whole thing about Titus, isn't it? He he seems to have this reputation, particularly, you know, I'm talking mostly about when he is, uh, you know, in power. Mm. Um, he doesn't like seeing anyone die. <laughs> no, no. He, he sort of he's gone out on a limb and even said he'd rather see his own end, yes. uh, than to be party to the end of somebody else. It is better to be killed than to kill. Which is presumably <laughs> why he sends other men out after those dinners to kill those, exactly. to kill those guests because heaven forbid that he'd have to do it himself. <laughs> exactly, because he does eventually become Pontius Maximus. <laughs> you know that. Uh, chiefly priestly thing we talked about once before. Yeah, well, you know, it goes hand in hand with the emperorship, so... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So he more he, he more seems to stick with uh, warning people to behave themselves. Yeah, and, and he even them. treats Domitian quite generously, because mm. Domitian seems to... is accused during this period of attempting a bit of a coup. Mm. Uh, warning, <laughs> warning! <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous younger brother. Um, um, right ahead! <laughs> so 
slightest deals with him is sort of like, look, just calm yourself down. I yeah. don't really want to exile you. Could yeah. you just please just like help, just, just help, help a brother out? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, You'll get there eventually. Just cut yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. And so everybody's sort of like, oh, look, he's being really kind to his brother, even though his brother's a douche. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this just increases the affection for Titus all Absolutely. the more. And the fact that he does have sh- such a short independent rule mm. basically means that the sources can sort of make what they want a little bit in terms of you know maybe shining it up a bit putting a bit of gloss yeah. on it because there's no time really for him to accrue the kind of enemies that you would get if you were in you know if you were an emperor for a long time our only comparable short reign yeah. is that of Caligula yeah which he he did but he did think... he did manage to turn it around in almost Rather that quickly ma- yeah but that if you think time. about it if he had died within two years it wouldn't be anywhere near as bad no. that's the thing well, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah two years you're just sort of getting your feet getting into the role seeing how it goes yeah. I mean he's so busy dealing with all these freaking disasters whenever he turns oh there's a fire oh my god there's a plague oh my god the volcano is he doesn't have time to think that start speculating that maybe the senate's in some sort of conspiracy against exactly him. I yeah, think yeah. he's flat chat. so I mean he's yeah history serves him well because he dies early yeah that much is clear. and then he's followed by Domitian I just think it's all, <laughs> all those factors combined yeah yeah we can't yeah. discount Domitian yeah and, and the fact that his father also you know He's building, yeah. So it seems like he's ideally placed to have a good reputation. Yeah, he's building on good stock, and he doesn't screw it up. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't ruin it. No, no. (laughs) Toss it all to the wind like some wastrel. Um, uh, yeah, and he just poor Titus. I mean, he just comes down with a fever. Um, yeah. He's on his way home from the games. Uh, you know. At least you know he had a fun time at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I love Suetonius here as well. Um, apparently oh, like... he was he was rather disheartened because <laughs> when he was offering a sacrifice, one of the victims escaped. Uh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. there had been thunder, through, though the sky was clear. And so he had attempted to make a sacrifice um, while, like, at the end of these games. That mm. hadn't gone well. Yeah. Um, that's not good. This is a bad omen. Mm. 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 Um, and then he falls down with a fever on the way home. Mm. And, and Give me a fever. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I yeah. thought it was <laughs> No, no, I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. This is good. Um, falls down with a fever and promptly dies. And that's And I believe that, that. the fishing epitaph which Suetonius mm-hmm. gives him is... Uh, to the loss of mankind rather than to his own. I'm sure he missed himself a little bit. But. <laughs> yeah, so well, that wraps up the uh, the life and times and rule of Titus. Mm. The best of men, or was he? Mm. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Reasonably good, I think we'd say. With that rather unexciting <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> so much potential. Yeah, so little time. If only he'd lived. Oh, dear. Would he have gotten together with Berenice in the end? Ooh. Ooh. all right well stay tuned for our next episode the far more scandal ridden life and times of Domitian Mm. catch you then Mm.